Welcome to the Circle of Influence podcast, where our goal is to inspire and promote positive and candid conversations around the social, financial, and relationship issues affecting women. Our goal is to create an enabling and supportive culture for all brown girls to learn, be empowered, thrive, and prosper. Hosted by your homegirl Kay and B. Chanel. today's episode of Circle of Influence, we will be discussing relationships. I'm B. Chanel. And it's your homegirl, Kay. And we're going to kick this off and get it started. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I'm sure everyone is excited about this episode of relationships. Kind of. <laughs> You're not excited about it? I mean, I don't mind it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I mean, it's something that we all have to eventually discuss. True. Especially, you know, we're... Well, I mean, it's not something that we don't discuss anyway. Yeah, we talk about it a lot. Um, so, what's it like dating older? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everybody wants to know. Like, I mean, what, it's hard. You, no, are you saying what is it like dating... Now that I am older, or yes. are you saying yes. dating older? Because that's no. what you said. Yeah, that's what I said. But what I mean is, what is it like dating now that we're older? I don't like it. But yeah. I've never really been a huge fan of dating in the first place. Really? No. So you like to... So explain. You don't like to date? Um, not really. I didn't know that about you. Yes, because I did. Because you, you, you seem like the type of person who likes to really get to know people, and I feel like that's the dating process. I do like to get to know people, but I like to get to know them outside of the pressure of a so-called date. Okay, okay. You get what that's I'm fair. That's fair. So it's like I don't mind building a friendship with you first mm-hmm. and having that type of foundation and then if it progresses into something else fine but the term like, I will go on dates but that's just not like I mean I'm not one of those I've never been the type of woman to just like date a bunch of guys or like anytime but every time a guy um, offers to take me out on a date, I jump to it and I'm like, yeah, let's go. You know, mm-hmm. I've never been that type. Mm-hmm. There has to like really be a genuine connection there for me to even go on a date with you. Oh, that's, I mean, I learned something about you. <laughs> I know Because <that. laughs> I did not know that. And for me, a lot of people don't. I, I, I really didn't. And so for me, I like dating. I feel like the pressure of the word dating um, it complicates things sometimes, and it shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not fun. I feel like it's an interview. <laughs> See, and that's sometimes why I, I don't, that's why I would much rather <clears throat> it just be we. Okay, I go. This just a scenario. Mm-hmm. Okay, this would how it would happen in my perfect world. I'm in Target, minding my business, <laughs> doing my shopping. And then some handsome gentleman sees me and he's like, damn, she fine as hell. And then he goes up and he tries to holler. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, he's kind of cute. 
And um, we may sit, well, not sit, but you know, just kind of have a small talk in Target. And I'm kind of like, you know, he's been making me be pretty nice. We exchange numbers. Then we'll go some time, we'll talk on the phone. And then eventually he's probably like, um, let's go to dinner. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Like, boom, 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 like that. But does it happen that way, really? No, it don't. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it just really doesn't happen that way. In my perfect world, oh, no. that is how it would happen, but it doesn't. And don't get me wrong, I do enjoy getting to know people. Mm -hmm. um, which you know that. Mm -hmm. But it's certain people. Um, and this is, I mean, outside of dating, this is just building a relationship with anybody. Right. Um, there just has to be some type of connection. Some type of, I mean, like a real connection as far as from the first conversation. Mm -hmm. If I'm not getting that or not picking up on that, I'm just kind of like, you know. And then that's true because I feel like if you are trying to get to know someone, that first conversation <laughs> really is key. Mm -hmm. Now, we may get some do-overs. <laughs> Experience, wait a minute now. Because you Oh wait, you right, you right, you right. <laughs> we may right, get some do-overs right, where right. the first time the opportunity or the situation could have mm -hmm. been kinda off. Yeah. But then it kinda comes back around again. But I think that happens when there is low-key a mutual interest True. from both parties. So do you feel like okay, trying to date right now, you think age and pressure? society is kind of making it harder for you and I mean it's hard for me because every person that I'm even potentially dating I'm not dating just for somebody to hang out with right I'm dating with the purpose of you know this may be leading to something more right so do you feel like society no. oh you don't feel like no no pressure I, I don't feel any pressure there um, there have been conversations, I mean, from other people that are like, oh, right, I thought you'd be married by this time, you know, or I thought you'd, you know, have kids by now. Yes, that kind girl. Of stuff. My God. But, um, it doesn't necessarily pressure me. It mainly pisses me off. Really? Yeah. I, like, that, don't come, don't come to me with, I thought you would be here by this point or I thought this you would be at this stage in your life at the, you know at this age like no that that pisses me off yes yeah, it, it <clears throat> but I don't feel I can't say that I feel um a lot not being being an effective communicator and that passive aggression I talk about that a lot because I'm very very passive aggressive and I feel like that can be a big issue in a relationship. Like, you have to be able to communicate. Are you a good communicator? No, I am too good of a communicator. I think... <laughs> <laughs> too good? I was not a lot <laughs> in a relationship. But um, I will say, in my last relationship... Well, I'm going to say this. So, in previous relationships, I... Um, I've always been very open. I've always been very honest. Mm -hmm. And anytime something didn't sit right with me, I spoke up on it that I've always been that way in a relationship. Guys that I've built in the past 
made it seem as though that was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like I was com- like I was confrontational. And I don't like to argue, but I'm going to stand my ground. Mm-hmm. So when I got into my last relationship, I told myself, I was like, okay. Because I was made to feel like that was I had ruined other relationships that way and that me being so vocal was wrong. So um, I told myself in my last relationship that I wasn't going to be that way. Mm-hmm. So there were times where I should have been vocal and I should have said something and I didn't. And in that relationship, I was very passive. Um, and it ended horribly. Wow. So for that very reason, so not listening to that um, intuition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I will never do that again. I'm just gonna. Be so mean. how do we find the balance? Because see, I'm the. Opposite. I don't think there. I mean, so I will say that approach is everything. Mm-hmm. The way you say something is everything. Um. Do I feel like I come at people or come at guys with an aggressive tone or anything like that? No, I don't. However, if I'm saying something you don't like, that's just what it it's is. Just we can agree is. to disagree. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And that's okay. But I think you have to find that person that's that doesn't mind that. Right. So, um, like in my pre I in my previous relationship, we did, um, we communicated, but again, when it came to things that bothered me because I didn't want it to start an argument or mm-hmm. I didn't want to piss them off or just I just, I was calling, I called myself picking my battles. Mm-hmm. I ain't pick them. I was just letting them <laughs> I'm just, just letting them go. <laughs> just letting them go. And see, I'm but the opposite, never, though. I will never do that again. And see, I'm, I have learned, and so many people have pointed out to me that I'm passive-aggressive. And it's just like, if you feel a certain type of way in a relationship, and it's just not those type, any relationship, you need to, you know, let the other party know. Like, hey, I didn't agree with this. I don't feel like this, or I feel this way. And um, when we recorded the first time I was just talking about, I really, really felt as if I was that person on, uh, what's her name on Coming to America? The girl. Yeah. However. (laughs) So, and and everything was about, it's about him. Like, whatever makes him happy, you know, don't rock the boat. You just really did not have, I felt as though I didn't have a true voice in the relationship. I could, but I just didn't want to argue. I didn't really want to go against, you know, whatever. And some of that stemmed from, like, different relationships and the way that I was raised and things that I saw growing up. So I just didn't want to be that person. Um, And it's really interesting when you... A lot of people like to say, oh... Me not having a father has nothing to do with my relationships. Now, to me, that's not true because I never saw examples of true marriage and relationships. So I had absolutely nothing to identify with. 
Um, but would you say that that's necessarily, I mean, is it just solely because your father was Oh, I know. Okay. Absolutely. Not solely because of, you know, my father being absent in my life, but I didn't have, um, I mean, my mom's present in my life, but she didn't set an example of what a relationship should look like. And so when I re-examined myself and my role in a relationship, like, what kind of love was I looking for? Did I even know? And then I feel like if you're going to be in a relationship with someone, you have to love yourself first. Mm-hmm. And because of some things that I was experiencing and lack of self-esteem and things like that, I thought that this relationship would give me that love or it would make me feel as though I am enough. Well, they add value to you, but mm-hmm. you have to know your true value right. in a relationship. And I think a lot of women get lost in not knowing their true value in the relationship. Like, the woman is it's not the dominant role in a relationship, but her purpose in a relationship is, is huge. And if we dim our light then we're, I mean, we're not just, we don't become the person that we need to be in a relationship. And then to have children on top of that, then I'm teaching my daughter Mm -hmm. this same toxic um, behavior. And and that is one reason why I said I would never allow that in a relationship again. I mean, there were things that I'm not going to say I just completely let this guy run over me because Mm -hmm. I didn't. There were things that I did address, but there were plenty of things that that I did not address that I should have. But, um, I mean, I was raised around women that are vocal Mm -hmm. in their, I mean, they're communicating, great communicators. Um, I've seen healthy marriages surrounding me in my family. So So you knew what it looked like. I knew. And I know, well, I know what it looks like. So for me, now, like I said, I I can't say that I've never felt the pressure from society or whomever about the whole um, marriage and all of that. But I will say, I mean, like I said, now, no, I don't. But at that time, that kind of played a part in that because it was like, well, you know what, Brady, you get old. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just chill. Like, you right. know. It makes you kind of this. Yeah. And I would, like, I for real would have been settling if I, you know, had things played out with the Lord to <laughs> intervene because he didn't do that. Sometimes he doesn't give us what we think he, we want. He sure did, honey. Snatched it right on up. But he did that. So looking at that relationship, like, what else did you learn from that situation? We'll just use the, the most recent one. Oh, God. Because, <laughs> I mean, every... And now, I really, really try my best not to... Because when you break up with somebody, you can easily say, he did, he did, he did. But then now, I'm trying to do better about looking at myself. And not so much of what happened or how we separate. I'm looking at me and why did I allow certain things. In my last well, relationship. Oh, that might not be a good one. It's not. 
<laughs> that one might not, not be a good one because good to your your defense, like I really feel it. I felt like you you really did a lot of things in that relationship and I don't think the outcome still would have changed. Right. So and it was nothing that you did. Exactly. So <laughs> So yeah, that was no, probably but, not a good no, example. No, but there's still learning experiences and all of it. Um because like I said, I'm gonna say this. I have learned what I really learned in that one was when God gives you a way out the first time, take it. And I'm just gonna leave it at that. I mean, <laughs> that's a real good lesson, girl. Because sometimes we go back to the thing that broke us the first time. And when that happens, I'm I I'm t- like it really came to me one day. I was sitting up, sitting up thinking about it. And Cause I reflect a lot on that situation because so much happened. Mm-hmm. Um, as a result of that, and um, what I said was because this really came to me. It said, and I ain't trying to get all churchy, <laughs> but it, that's okay. It was um, Jeremiah seventeen nine, and it says, "The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it?" So, um, what also came to me, well, that was the scripture that came to me, but the thought behind it also came to me, um, the thought was when you, when you pray for God to heal your heart, it's dangerous and foolish to return to what broke it. Wow, girl. So, I will say this, I have learned that I can't always trust my heart. And that I have to constantly pray over my heart because it is deceitful and it will lead you into a situation to make you stay in a situation that you shouldn't be in the first place. Girl, you just preached. (laughs) I mean, like that is, that's it. So that is what I learned from that entire situation because it was dangerous and it was foolish for me to return back to that very thing that broke me. Wow, and I did the same thing this summer. Went right back or attempted to let myself go back into a situation that was just, that would have been detrimental. Like, why would you do that? But once again that word love oh i love him or i want to give it a chance and everybody goes through things ups and downs but at what point you love him more than you love you because if you love you why would you go back to something that caused you that much pain exactly so we have to be extremely careful in relationships and not loving people, first of all, more than we love God. Mm-hmm. And then ourselves. And I mean, I was say, I was gonna say after that quote unquote breakup, because I don't even know what you call that that happened. That situation. The situation. <laughs> but even after that, and then the things that followed, you, I mean, even you know, I literally, I had to take a break and like just shut down from everything, 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 everybody. I just had to because I mean, like I had to figure, I had to figure a lot of things out. I had to 
figure me out because it left me in such a horrible place. So yeah, now I just, when it comes to dating and, and all that, I, I just proceed, I just proceed lightly. I just, I tread lightly. Um, but see, I don't want to be guard. I, well, I, I know I need to guard my heart. Um, but I don't want to be so guarded that I miss out on the person that, you know, I feel like God has for me. And I feel like I'm, I'm scared. Sometimes I'm kind of like treading extremely lightly instead of just enjoying things for what they are. Well, for me, what I have <laughs> been doing is, and when I say I proceed lightly, I just don't let my heart get too into it. I am in the moment. Right. And just enjoying the moment. Moment by moment. And wherever it goes. And wherever it goes, it goes. Ooh, I gotta if try it that, does girl. not go. <laughs> I mean, and I mean you and I have talked. Um and, I, and literally, you know, I've just been taking you like, girl, this sounds like, mm -mm, nope, I don't even want to hear it. You don't even want to enter into I, that I, conversation. I'd be like, Brandy, yeah. No. Ooh, I, I, you know, and so we're so quick to start planning. Yes, and, and I know. It's like, oh, he's saying all these sweet nothings. Mm -hmm. He's giving me all these butterflies. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'll never forget um, a friend of mine that I, well, we actually dated when I was like in high school. And we're really, really good, good friends to this day. And he said something to me. He said, you need to make sure when you're dating people or when you're getting to know someone, he said, don't sit there and tell them all the good things about you. Mm -hmm. Don't make them fall in love or don't say something that pisses them off make them mad so you can really really start to see that side of that person in the beginning he said because you can be those butterflies they gonna fade away mm -hmm. and then you're left with this who are you like mm -hmm. what have I gotten myself into and he said and a lot of times people are in too deep they're so deep that they don't want to turn around and stop but it's like dang I don't like this person and I, so I, I really, I'm trying to think about all of these things now. Like, okay, you're not always nice. You don't always say the right things. Like, who are you really? But for me to know who they are, I have to be transparent and letting them know who I truly, truly am. It's not always nice. I'm, I don't always say the right things. I don't always do the right things, but I feel like that builds like authentic relationship. Yeah, and I stay putting my foot in my mouth. So I'm always <laughs> having to be like, I didn't mean it like that. I'm sorry. And I mean and so it's just me. Right. And 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 the person who's for you, they're gonna love you for just who you are. Mm -hmm. And it's gonna be a comfortable situation. And that's what I said. I'm I'm ready for that comfort. I'm ready for that person that I can just be authentically now I'm gonna throw a curveball. Uh oh. <laughs> when you meet that person, then you can be authentically yourself, and then they flip the script on you. What's all that? Okay. So you know where I'm going with this. Mm -mm. So, <clears throat> uh oh. So you met a not you personally. Mm -hmm. We're just talking. Okay. So you met a guy. Y'all been dating. Um, 
you feel like you can really open up. Yeah, I've talked about numerous things. You've told him things that you probably never told any other guy that you've been with. And then later on down the line, boom, it's the knife in your back. Oh, that's happened to me though. Okay. Yeah, that like I literally was dating um, this particular guy, and when that mad day came, all of those things that I shared with him. Well, I'm not talking deepest. about taking that and throwing it back in your face. Oh, okay. I'm saying you think you found this dream guy or the guy that you were just talking about, the person, your person. Mm-hmm. You think you found your person, and then it and just... boom. Well, you know, after I get over that initial hurt because I feel like I'm I've been deceived, mm-hmm. I have to understand that obviously. I mean, it's it kind of goes back to that silver lining. Mm-hmm. Like that was not the person for me, no matter how much it sucks, because this mm-hmm. person can be everything on my checklist, and then it's like this big old. Um, brick that's just been thrown at me. I mean, that's hard to process and that's hard to deal with, but I still have to understand that's just not the person for me. And I feel like at this point in life, at any point in life, God wants his best for us. Right. And he's not going to, because I pray every single day, you know, for my husband or whomever God's going to place in my life. Um, and he hears that and he knows that. And I know that he's going to send me what he wants, not mm-hmm. what I want. Right. And so in doing that, I mean, I got to kiss some frogs. I got to get to that place. I can't just shut down and be like, nope, I'm not dating. Next man I'm going to date, he going to be my husband. I mean, I would like to hope so, but I don't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I never said, I have not. Since we have sat here recording, I ain't saying nothing about don't date nobody. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm like, oh yeah, no, no, I'm not saying that, but I just think that we um, it's that that to me sometimes makes it harder because once again, here I am getting to know this person and just kind of sharing things with this person. And I don't like to share a lot of stuff with a lot of people. So that whole dating thing for me sometimes gets hard because it's like, oh my God, now I gotta, I gotta, gotta try to get to know somebody all else. over. Here we go, you know. But it's it's just a part of the process. Yeah. I would rather, you know, go through this to get to what I know is for me than to just be like jump straight in mm-hmm. or even be with some of the people nothing against anybody that I've dated but that wasn't for me looking back now like mm-hmm. what would I have to what would I compromise like I would have compromised so much of myself mm-hmm. and now this place that I'm in now is like I love me mm-hmm. and I'm first mm-hmm. I put me first you know, of course, once I get married, then that changes things. Right. But even with that, I don't want to be lost in the relationship. Right. I want to have, I want to be me. Right. I, I add value and substance to you, but I don't want it to be where it's all about you. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a, a wife and a, um, a mother, and I'm sure, you know, a lot of people can attest to that. You do, a lot of women do lose themselves in mm-hmm. those roles. Mm-hmm. What happens when you never even knew who you were? Some people don't even mm-hmm. know who they are outside of a relationship. Right. So I've had time to really fall in love with me. 
So if I, the way I love myself, if you can't love me this exactly. way or better, then that's just not for me. And I'm gonna, amen. <laughs> Girl, you know, this has been a process. Here I am, you know, close to four. Who you tell <laughs> and, and so I'll just say to anyone listening, like, it's, it's easy to get discouraged, especially when you're single and, you know, people, like you said, come to you. When you gonna get married? What? I mean, that's I'm dealing with that. I don't need you to bring that to my attention, girl. So this was back when June, maybe. Yeah. Um, Maya's um June. Her graduate, her mm-hmm. trunk, trunk party. party. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So we was at the trunk party, right? I had a cousin approach, and he made the statement. He was like, um. Because, you know, we were always kind of like, oh, God, I can't believe Maya's going up to college. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, she's our baby. 18. It's our first baby. Da, 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 whatever, whatever. And so, you know, he was like, yeah, he was like, the way y'all feel about, the way y'all look at her is the way I look at y'all. He was yeah. like, you know, he said, I'm like, because I think I told him, I was like, uh, we, were, we were talking about something. And I said, I'm about to be. I said, boy, I'm about to, um, I'm rolling up on 40. That's what I said. <laughs> we don't look like And he was like, you lied. And I was like, no. I said, we are. So, you know, I told uh, the other cousin, was like, yeah, we'll be 38. You know, and I'm like, what you be? And I was like, ooh, that make you old. <laughs> so, anyway, he, um, he was like, and y'all don't have kids yet? Well, first he was like, um, y'all aren't, he was like, y'all aren't married. And he was like, y'all don't have kids yet. What y'all waiting on? And he was like, I just knew. Well, because one of the cousins has been married. Mm-hmm. And so he, you know, of course, that just zoomed in on me. And he was like, well, Brittany, I just knew that, you know, because of the type of family you come from, that you would be married by now and have kids. It's and not I'm our like, decision. Excuse me, sir. If I had, I mean, if it was up to me, I would be. Exactly. But then, you know, then, you know, he was talking about, yeah, I don't have kids. And then, you know, that kind of stung a little bit because he didn't know Mm -hmm. the situation. situation. So I really, like, I wanted to, like, go (laughs) off. Like, you just don't even know. And I think people don't understand when they say things like that. Right. You don't know what I'm experiencing personally. I mean, privately. So I think to my our audience who's listening to don't always come at people who are single and say what why you not married because you don't know what we may be experiencing and what we are internally dealing with because sometimes I do ask the question like why am I not married I think Mm -hmm. that I'm this amazing woman I, I do all these things why it's just not my time and but I don't want to have to explain that to everybody. And I shouldn't have to explain it because my rebuttal in my mind, but because we at this Trump party, I'm like, I'm going to chill out. But in my mind, I'm like, sir, you need to worry about yourself, like for real. What you got going on? What you got going on? Worry about that. Don't worry. And the funny thing is if we say that to people, then you're rude. You're rude. You're being rude and mean or whatever. No, but how do you think that I feel every time I turn around? Girl, where you 
gonna have some kids. Well, baby, what your kids doing? <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm okay. You know, well, I'm, you I'm gonna get married. Well, why you ain't still married? I mean, why you out there by this? Look, I'm doing this one time and I'm that's it. You know, right. some of y'all on y'all second and third husbands or whatever. Baby, let me be. Yeah, so I, I just think that, you know, we have to be a, little, a lot more mindful when we say certain things to people. We do. Um, relationships, especially in, because ideally, most people are like, oh, 25 in your 20s, they oh, say get married. I had it planned. Oh, girl. Well, I had a house full of kids and a husband and all of this. My kids should be getting ready to high school or middle, you know. See, my school. mom married my dad when she was 19. Did she? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So, I had just always had it in my mind. Oh, ready. I didn't want to get married at 19, though. That was, I was like, yeah, that's too young. But 25, me. probably. But, oh, yes, 25. Mm-hmm. I, want, I wanted to be married. Yeah, that's my age, too. And, with, girl, I will never forget. <laughs> 25 rolled around and I was like, oh no. <laughs> 30 came. 30 like, came and I cried. I boo-hooed. I, I didn't my cry. Then um, I cried in the middle of the club. Really? 30? Yes. 35 was, I was like, okay. Well, 35 for two reasons. It's like, 35 is the age you, you as far as having kids, like that's what made it hard for me. And it's like, I don't even got a husband. I'm not even dating anybody, you know? So all of those things, I'm like, uh, and here I am 39 now getting ready to turn 40 next year. And it's like, okay, what's going on? But I'm actually okay right now. See, I didn't cry. I didn't feel any kind of way at 35. I did. I was turned. <laughs> <laughs> 35 was hard, the hardest. Shoot, 35, we was on the beach. I was living my best life. And see, yeah, we did have a good birthday. (laughs) You did, you did. But, and then 39, so when I turned, just, I just recently turned 39, and so I've reflected. I'm like, oh my gosh, what have I done in my 30s? And I feel like I've accomplished a lot of things, a mm-hmm. lot of great things, but it's still those mm-hmm. things that I'm missing. So I didn't realize how affected I was by that until like, I'll say within the last maybe couple of weeks is like, why are you counting what you don't have instead of being grateful for what, what you, you do have? Mm-hmm. Those things will come when they're supposed to come. Right. You know, we had a conversation with, um, Nadia last week, as far as like being older, having babies, like it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. God will give us the, the the desires of our hearts, so we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're gonna be great wives, we're gonna be great mothers when it's time. Mm-hmm. I told you, I told you I was not worried. And I, I just feel like while you're waiting, um, in this season of waiting, focus on you. Focus on, you know, making sure you can be the best person that you are so that when that next blessing is added, that you, you know, you can truly, truly receive. All right, guys, we're going to wrap up this episode. Um, Make sure that you are following us on Instagram at One Circle of Influence and listening on all streaming platforms. (laughs) Bye. We'll see y'all next week. Here at Mobile Luxury Auto Brokers, Inc., our goal has always been about more than selling cars. It's about providing an experience. 
With over 15 years of experience in the automotive industry, we specialize in selling top quality vehicles to our customers at wholesale prices. We stock foreign and domestic cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, and SUVs. The MLab Inc. strives to offer the best discounts, convenient ordering, and a smooth transaction process. Contact us today at 888-603-6522 or www.mlabinc.com for our latest inventory. 